Stand to your feet. And uh, the song selection that I have for this morning is actually a lot of songs that uh, we would normally have our praise team sing. So I think you'll recognize them all, but we don't normally sing them in an a cappella style. You'll notice a few uh, different arrangements on, on choruses where they're singing in rounds and doing a few fancy things like that, but just uh, follow along and, and sing with it um, the best you can, and just, uh, if you lose your place, just uh, worship with us. And the goal is uh, not only in worship, but to also to, to teach us to, to sing these songs. Sometimes we sing these songs, and we just kind of uh, let it up to Jason and the worship team to kind of do the singing. And, and I think if we uh, focus on, on some of the words and actually using our voices, I think that will uh, benefit us and, and the worship team in the future in, in songs like this that we, that we sing. The first one I have is you're a good, good father. And feel free as I'm bringing up the uh, songs in between the songs. It's uh, not the smoothest process in the world, but uh, feel free to, to share, share your testimonies, share your thoughts, prayer requests in between these songs as well. And uh, sing along. And stories of they think you're like, and I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night. Tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father who you are. It's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. I've seen many searching for answers far and wide, but I know Searching for answers, only you provide. You know just what we need before we say a word. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am, it's who I am. 
It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. Love so undeniable I can hardly speak. Peace so unexplainable I can hardly think as you call me. Deeper still as you call me. Deeper still as you call me. Deeper still into love, love, love. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to realize that about your father this morning, that he is perfect in all of his ways to you? It's quite a uh, understanding and a, and a peace that comes to knowing that he is perfect in all of his ways.
perfect in all of his ways, and he'll never let you go. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> Your perfect love is casting out fear. And even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life, I won't be back. I know you are near. And I will fear no evil. For my God is with and if my God is with me, whom then shall I fear? Whom then shall I fear? Oh, no, you never let go through the storm. Oh, no, you never let go every high and every low. Oh, no, you never let go. Lord, you never let go of me. That is coming for the heart that holds on, a glorious light beyond all compare. And there will be an end to these troubles, but until that day comes, we'll live to know you here on the earth. And I will fear no evil, for my God is with with me. Whom then shall I fear? Whom then shall I fear? Oh no, you never let go through the calm and through the storm. Oh no, you never let go every low. Oh no, you never let go. Lord, you never let go of me. Troubles, but until that day comes, still I will praise you. Still I will praise you. Till life coming through the storm. Oh no, you never let go. Through every high and every low. Oh no, you never let go. Lord, you never let go. Holds on, and there be an end to these troubles. But until that day comes, still I will praise you. That'll be a fun one to learn, won't it? It's actually really a lot more simple than what it sounds. Sorry about that. Forgot to pause it. It was actually a lot more simple to, than uh, what it sounded like. It was just the male voices and the female voices splitting uh, on that chorus. But um, sometime we'll work on that. And if there's, if there's any of these songs that uh, we sing that uh, you guys would like to learn better as they sing them here, um, we can do that sometime. It can be whatever, after church, during fellowship time, whatever, if somebody wants to uh, go over these songs and, and learn them better uh, this way. Uh, Feel free to let me know that. Tim, were you going to share something?
His goodness does not depend on our goodness. He is, he is good no matter what, but as Phil was saying, he wants to, he wants to change that in our lives and, and make his goodness become ours, if you will. All right, I think we pretty much know this song. Skilled to understand what God has willed, what God has planned. I only know at His right hand is one who is my Savior. I take Him at His word indeed. Christ died to save me, this I read. And in my heart I find a need of him to be my Savior, that he would leave his place on high and come for sinful man to come for man to die. Before I knew my Savior, Savior loves my Savior, lives my Savior, is always there for me. My God, He wants God, He is my God, He's always gonna be. My Savior loves my Savior, lives my Savior, is always there for me. God, He was my God, He is my God, He's always gonna be. Living, dying, let me breathe. My strength, my soul is from this sea. That he who lives to be my Once died to be my Savior. That he would leave his place on high. And come for sinful man to die. And his strength so once did I. Before I knew my Savior. Savior loves my Savior, lives my Savior, is always there for me. God, he was my God, he is my God, he's my Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me.
Go ahead, Sarah. Next song is, My Worth is Not in What I Own. 
You know, there, there are so many religions in the world, and I haven't studied all of them. I've studied a little bit of most of the major ones. And I don't think there's another religion out there that, that doesn't base some kind of your worth, some part of your salvation, if you will, on yourself and on who you are. That's the uniqueness of following Jesus. It's only in him, not in our own. It's not in what I own, not in the strength of flesh and bone, but in the costly wounds of love at the cross. My worth is not in skill or name, in win or lose, in pride or shame. But in the blood of Christ that flowed at the cross, I rejoice in my Redeemer, greatest treasure, wellspring of my soul. I will trust in Him no other, my soul is satisfied in Him alone. Summer flowers fade and die In youth and beauty hurry by But my to us At the cross I will not boast in wealth or might Or human's wisdom fleeting but I will boast in knowing Christ at the cross. I rejoice in my Redeemer, greatest treasure, wellspring of my soul. I will trust in Him no other, my soul is satisfied in Him alone. Wonders here that I confess My worth and my unworthiness My value fix my ransom pay At the cross I rejoice in my Redeemer Greatest treasure Wellspring of my soul in him no other, my soul is satisfied in him alone. My soul is satisfied in him alone. Is that your testimony this morning? It's your soul satisfied in him alone
It certainly can be. All right, the next song is one that we sang here a, a fair amount recently and I think has kind of become a favorite, but here's an a cappella version to it. They have a little bit of a different timing in it some places, but I think you'll get on to it. Is he worthy? Basically, the, the sopranos, ladies, you're taking the, the lead part and, and the echo is everybody else. We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? Do you know? Stop the light from getting through. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? Is a new creation coming? Is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst? Is. is it good that we remind ourselves of this? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The light of Judah, who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and is he worthy of this? Yes. Yes. Does the Spirit move among us? Yes. And does Jesus our Messiah hold forever those he loves? He does. Does our God intend to dwell again with us? He does. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. He has made us a kingdom of praise to God to reign with the Son. 
You can be seated, and uh, I think we have a children's lesson. Children, you can come on up here. I think Heidi's got something for you today. While they're coming, I'll make a few quick announcements. Don't think we have too much other than uh, we have our fellowship meal planned, and uh, everyone's welcome to stay for that as usual. Next Sunday is our communion breaking of bread. Uh, service that we have once a quarter and also on that fifth Sunday we do not have a uh, fellowship meal that's the only time that we do not have fellowship meal is that uh, fifth Sunday so no lunch next Sunday at church I think that's all that I have uh, Heidi do you want the microphone microphone stand um, if you want them to sit down I don't think we have music for you unless Heidi's going to sing for you <laughs> okay you guys can all come sit down right here in front yep it's perfect Okay, so we're going to start out with a question this morning. So what is God? What are some things that we know about God? Yes. He is good. He did miracles. He's nice to us. He's kind. What else? What was that? He's peace, love, and joy. Good job. Yeah. So there's one thing that you mentioned in there that we're going to talk about this morning. God is love. So that means... That the love that we feel in our hearts for people, for our family, for our friends, that's from God because he is love. 1 John 4.19 says that we love because he first loved us. So I need a volunteer. Who's going to hold this paper for me? Tiff, why don't you hold it for me? Thank you. Okay, so hold it this way so we can, everybody can see it. Yep, there you go. Perfect. Okay, so we're going to say that. So I'm going to say a phrase. I'm going to say part of that verse, and then you're going to repeat it after me, Okay. So we love because, now you say it, we love because he first loved us. That's right, let's try it again. We love because he first loved us. That's right. Because God loved us, we can love him and others. Who are some people you love? Who do you love, Sherry? You love your parents? Who do you love? Yeah, your mom? I love my cousins, my dad, and my dad. Good job, yes. When we, go ahead, and God, that's right. <laughs> when we realize God's great love for us, we are able to love other people, our parents, our siblings, and our friends. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Who wants to, there you go, Lexi. Thank you. Okay, hold it up so everybody can see it. Okay, so imagine you're building a house. Do you think you can build the roof before you build the rest of the house? Do you think that would work? Yes or no? No, you're right. That would never work. That's right. So what would happen if you try to build the roof first? Yes. 
It would land on top of you, that's right. It would fall down because there's no walls to support it. That's the same way love works. Without God's love, our love falls flat. We need God's love in our hearts first, and then we can love others. I need another volunteer. Sherry. Okay, hold it up so everybody can see it. Yeah, cake. All right, imagine you're baking a cake. Would it work to put the icing on the cake with no cake? Yeah. What would happen? Mm-hmm. It would land on top. Yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Again, yep, it would just be icing. Yes. It would make, make a big mess. That's right. Again, that's the way love works. We have to experience God's love in our hearts before we can spread that love to other people. God tells us to love other people, but he doesn't just tell us to love them. He gives us his love so that we can love others. Because he loved us first, we can love him and other people. That's all. You can head back. You can keep it. You can keep it. Lee's going to share the word with us today, so we'll pray together and uh, commit this time to the Lord. I'm always um, in awe, uh, whether I share the word or someone else does, because God's word is living. It's not just like we're reading out of any other book, uh-uh, and you know that's true. You can't stay neutral with what you hear. You have to do something with it. It demands action. It's living and it's powerful. It's empowered by a spirit, not this spirit, Holy Spirit. Amen. And that power affects your, your spirit, whether he lives within you or he's speaking to you and he hasn't, he's looking for that indwelling place to take this word and make it a life. Did you live? I get to live. That's that's why I tremble at these times. And there's another reason. Isaiah tells us, Isaiah 66. To this man will I look. You want God's attention? You parents know how it is when your children want your attention, right? Our kids want my attention. all the time. Dad, 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 dad. Dad, hey dad, mom, mom. And they don't quit till you, till you look. Yes. You want God's attention? To this man will I look. To the man who trembles at my word. That means that he's in, that word tremble doesn't mean scared. It means he's in awe. So let's come to God's word. See, he shares in awe. Holy Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and we pray that you would, you Lord would do that awesome work in our hearts. And in our minds, that only you can do to take this word, living word, powerful word, and transform my life, our lives together. And also Elise, as he shares it, Lord. Oh, Father, only you can write these words on our mind and our hearts. And you promised your new covenant promise is exactly that. You will do that. 
So we come to you, Lord, to open up our hearts this morning and say, write it, write it. Holy God, God of heaven and earth, our Father, Dad, hey, Dad, would you write your word in our hearts? Would you pay attention to us this morning? In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. Can you hear me? Is it on? Am I on? Yes? Yes, thank you. Thank you, amigo. All right, well, um, I, I have to confess that I get so nervous. One, the way from there to here, I'm like almost shaking, you know, like, like I feel like I'm dancing some kind of salsa or something. I'm so nervous. Thankfully, I'm still nervous, but thankfully, later I just forget, and then I feel like, okay, then, then I can talk now. I'm fine. So I brought coffee here just in case my throat gets a little bit dry, and just to be fancy, you know, it looks fancy just to be with preaching with a little mug here. So I might not even try it, but it still looks good. So um, this last Friday, just in case you see me limping, I thought I'm going to go for a run. One mile, I can do it. And I'm like, I don't know, not even a quarter mile, and I feel like a ball here in my calf, and I'm like, ay, ay, ay. so if you see me walking like this, it's just because I was trying to be super sporty this Friday, and it didn't work out very well. So just in case you're wondering if, I'm, if I go like this from left to right or whatever. Okay. Um, woo. Do I need to hear? Oh, I think we need a man to do this. It's too hard. It's okay. It's okay. So I, last Sunday, I think, I got the beautiful opportunity of sharing with the kids. It, was it last Sunday? I think it was last Sunday. And I think one of the Tulsa girls says something that I loved. When we were talking about prayer, remember? I don't remember if it was you or you, but one of you said, prayer is a conversation with God. Remember that? Ah, it was you. Uh-huh. And I just love the concept. And that actually made me think more about it, about this conversation with God. And that's what I want to share to you today. It died. It just died right now. I wanted to check the time and see. Okay, it's fine. I'll follow that one. Let me know. After two hours, just let me know. Hey, Lee, two hours already. This is, I mean, some people are sleeping already. Please stop it right now. So, communication. That's the word of today, communication. And for this, I mean, I did a little bit of research, and by that, I mean that I took my phone and communication, define communication. And there are a lot of very fancy definitions. Some of them I didn't understand, and I'm like, I cannot come here and say something that I don't understand. So I went for the easy one, something that I can understand and actually express, okay? So communication is the process by which information is exchanged between individuals, okay, through a common system of symbols, signs, or behavior. That's pretty nice. Is, is it easy to understand? Right? Exchanging information, basically. But it's, it's done through a specific code or way, right? And it's from one side to the other side. It's not just from here to there. That would be something different. I don't know what that is. But communication requires a sender, 
the ones that the, yeah, the one that initiates the communication, the sender, right? Which is the person who initiates the communication. Then the transfer, to, sorry, to transfer their thoughts or in or encode a message. So the sender sends a message. Okay, this message is sent to the receiver. So we have the sender, we have the message itself. This is kind of abstract to think about it, but it's person, and then there's something going on here. You might not see it, but there is a message going to the receiver. Okay, and the receiver is a person who receives the message, and finally, the receiver, ooh, my handwriting, must decode, this, this is important, decode or make an interpretation of the message. Do you like that? Isn't it cool? Okay. <laughs> I, I love it. I love the definition. I love the idea. So this is something happening between two entities. And there is something in between that makes both of them understand each other. Right? Can you imagine if today is suddenly I just started to talk in Spanish to you? Even if I said it so clear, like, Buenos días, estoy muy contento que estén aquí todos ustedes. Estoy alegre de que mi familia está aquí también. And maybe you got the word family. Maybe you got buenos días, right? Maybe you got a few words over there. But you, maybe if you catch the whole thing, hey, that's awesome. Maybe you should practice with me a few times. But, but still, even though I, I send you a code, you were not able to understand the whole thing, right? And then if I ask you a question... Then you will be like, uh, poquito espanol, por favor. Probably. See, you see, I mean, it's, it's important that both entities understand the same code, the same language. Now, pay attention to the definition that I gave you that is, is given through a common system. It could be symbols, signs, or behavior. How about that? I... Let me share this with you. It's a little bit personal, but I'm going to give you the opportunity. Do we have any single people here? There you go, brother. Sing, come on, single guys, single ladies. Okay, there you go, there you go. So, when I was single, I met this girl. Well, more like this. She was taller. She's taller than I am, <laughs> right? So, they're like, hey. So, and we didn't, speak this, we didn't speak the same language. Well, she spoke more Spanish than I spoke English, but still, sometimes it was a struggling, right? Um, and then I got this brilliant, brilliant idea of proposing, okay? So I got a ring, I worked, and then I saved up money and got a ring. And I thought, this is going to be so cool, man. I took my whole family with her and went to the beach. Sunset over there. It was like 5, 6 p.m. And, of course, I'm, I mean, bro, let me tell you this, guys. That ring makes you dance, okay? I'm going with the ring like this. like, like <laughs> Just, I, I'm trying to behave like normal, right? That she doesn't know that I have a ring with me, but at the same time, I'm holding the ring all the time. Like, I'm going, the ring is here. I mean, this, it might happen today. So we were there, guys, the sunset, and I started to express myself, and then a cloud of mosquitoes came. And let me tell you this, for some reason, God made me like this. I am a mosquito magnet. I don't know why, 
Maybe the mosquitoes like me. I'm a good-looking guy, you know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm a humble guy. So, and then the mosquitoes, they were killing me through my jacket. It sounds, I don't know if they had knives and they were opening the jacket and then like, I don't know, but they were getting me big time. So I'm like there, so yeah, I mean, uh, how are you doing? How are you doing today? Um, You know, it was, it was awful. So I did not do it. Anyways, I think like a week, was it a week later? A week later, a week later, there is an eclipse. Eclipse, is that what you call it? Eclipse? Yeah. And, and my family was like, hey, let's go, you know, on top of the roof. Remember, in Mexico, the roofs are flat, okay? So you can go over there. We were on top of the, of the house, and we were there. And then, it wasn't planned, I promise you, everybody left. Mm. <laughs> this is the time. So I started to talk, express myself, okay? And then, when I got to the point in which I was going to say the thing that I wanted to say, I did this. Hey, guys, get ideas from here. Eh? Get ideas from here. I told her in three languages what I wanted to tell her. And she speaks um, sign languages, Mexican sign languages. Of course, before that, I did research with some guys that speak sign language, and I told them, how do you say this? How do you say, I want to tell you something? So anyways, and I, and I told her in sign language, without saying anything, I said, I want to tell you something. And she was like, and then I changed to English. And I tr- but I couldn't. I said, but I couldn't tell you in, in sign languages. So I tried English, and it didn't work either. So I changed to Spanish, okay? And I told her, and I even tried my own tongue my own language, and I couldn't either. And she's like, where in the world are you going? And I told her, what I want to tell you is that I love you. And the only way that I can tell you that I love you is with my own life. And to do that, I need you every single day of my life so I can tell you that I love you with the way I live. Not only by words, not only with gifts or whatever, but the way I live for you. That's how I want to tell you that I love you. And then I told her, and if you marry me, I'm going to take you to Europe. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, like, guys, if it doesn't work, you say, I'm going to take you to a trip to Europe, okay? And they will say yes. So that was a secret. Now, communication is so important that without communication, we cannot have a culture. Can you imagine? It makes sense to have a culture you guys need to understand. We need to understand each other. We cannot have a society or civilization without the ability to communicate with one another. Now, you can't not communicate. That sounds weird, but you will get it. You can't not communicate. And you can't take back what you communicate once it's, been, once it's been put out into the universe. Right? Once you said something, if I told my brother something and he already heard it, I cannot take it back. Maybe if I offend you, I, maybe I can go apologize and ask for your forgiveness. Right? But I already said the thing. It's already in his system. He already decoded it. 
he already understood what I said, and the message that I sent him already had an effect in his life. Okay? So, the reason why I say you can't not communicate is because there are different types of communication. For instance, verbal. Right now, I'm expressing myself, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you a few things in, in English, in the language that you understand, but there is also nonverbal communication. And actually, the nonverbal one is, I don't want to say it's more important, but what was the number? I think like 80% of communication is nonverbal communication. That's interesting, right? So that means basically what we say without saying, just the way we behave, just the way we express ourselves. I remember you guys know that we had the opportunity of living in the Netherlands, and we went to an international church. We actually wanted to go to a Dutch church because we wanted to learn Dutch, but Dutch is hard, and you Dutch speakers know that I'm telling the truth, okay? Plus, we went over there, and I would be blank the whole time. I mean, English was hard already. Now, putting Dutch on top of that, I was double hard, okay? So we went to an international church, and it was great. Everything, of course, in English. So we have black people. I say black people because it's okay. We have color in our skin, okay? Don't worry about it. I'm brown. We're brownie, like, like Goldie, maybe? I don't know. But... Brown people, black people, white people, yellow people, whatever kind of color God created, everybody was there. And I remember we had this black lady, worship leader, beautiful girl. And, and she's um, Nigeria, I think, from Africa, one of those countries. And many of those guys dance. Let me tell you, those guys know how to move. There is something about them. So she's there, you know, singing and just dancing, and then she's like, somebody shout hallelujah! And, <laughs> and everybody was just like that. You know, that was actually kind of funny. Um, but then, okay, she would be all the, all the time over there, and then the music, you know, the guys going for it, ah, praising the Lord and, and playing music and everybody worshiping, but the, the, the way everybody was worshiping was totally different. All the black guys were like, yeah, jumping and going like that. Yes. And, then, and all the brown Latino guys, yeah, you know, a little bit, a little bit of salsa here, salsa there. I don't know, just moving around. And then you have all the white people. <laughs> and then you have all the Asian guys. Maybe they want to raise their hand, but they're still like, do you mind if I raise my hand? I'm just kidding. So anyways, everybody had a very interesting and distinct way of expressing. Because we are different, at least in that way. Okay, so we express differently. That's the nonverbal communication. And then the visual communication. We can put over there something, an image or something, and you, you get an information out of it, and you're trying to make sense and to understand what I am trying to show you through an image, right? <clears throat> written communication, I can write a letter, give it to Soretta and tell it, please give this to Carrie, okay? And Carrie will get it and, okay, that's awesome. A letter or something, written communication, or even a text, it doesn't matter. Now, there is something important about this, that it needs to be active. 
active communication, active listening, going back and forth. Like I told you, the sender sends a message. The receiver encodes, decodes the code, and then sends the code back. And then it makes sense. So far, so good? Are we okay now in communication? All right. So, as I told you, it needs to be in the same code. It needs to be used in the same way of transferring the information. When I lived in Mexico City as a student, I didn't have a lot of money. I mean, I don't have a lot of money right now, but I at least can pay my phone, you know, the credit. So during that time, I was still buying like 50 pesos, Mexican pesos, sometimes 100 pesos when I had money to put credit into my phone so I can communicate with all the other students. And I remember this guy, he, he sent me a text. It was kind of an emergency. And he told me, hey, Ali, we need to do this, blah, 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 through a text message. And I did not have a credit. So I'm like, what do I do? So I sent him back an email. Okay, I sent him an email back saying, hey, I got your text, sorry, I don't have money, I mean, I don't have credit in my phone. Um, yeah, we'll do this, we'll do that, blah, blah, blah. So the next day, when I get into the lab, we were working in a genetics lab, and I go there and he's like, what in the world is wrong with you? And I was like, what is it? Well, I sent you a text, and you sent me back an email that I didn't see in time, and because of that, this happened, and this happened, and this happened. You're right. I'm sorry, bro. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't have money, but you're right. I mean, it's weird. It's random that I send you a text and you send me a dough or something. You know, smoke. I don't read smoke. You know what I'm saying? So it needs to be in the same language. Even, even though I answer back in Spanish too, of course, and on the same subject and with the same tone. Hey, we need to do this work. I said, yes, we need to do this work, and let's do this, and let's do that. You see, everything matched with the exception of the way we did it. Okay? So, <clears throat> usually, the information is exchanged or is done in the same tone. I, I couldn't find another word for tone. Help me here, there's another word, but you know what I mean by tone? For instance, can you imagine if I, I, I come here and I say, Lukey, hey, Lukey, good morning. What do you want? She's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Calm down, Lukey. Calm down, my friend. That would be kind of strange, right? If you come to somebody and like, hey, bro, how are you doing today? Hey, get out of here. I don't want to hear you. I mean, that's like a different level. Even though we're expressing the same language, the tone, does it make sense, the tone? Okay, the tone or the, the frequency, the level of communication that we're having, it's a little bit off, right? Or like, I remember this time, I, I, um, when I go to stores or to a coffee shop and stuff, I just like talking to people. Like, hey, how's it going today? Or how are you doing? Or whatever, right? And I told this girl, hey, how's it going today? And she started to cry. I mean, that's pretty sad, but still like, one coffee, please. I mean, what, what do you say, right? It, it's, it's a response that you do not expect, at least. I mean, not that it's wrong. Maybe she was passing through a lot of difficult times or something, but it was just surprising for me to receive something different. So it needs to be in the same tongue. And now we go into the message. 
After I explain this whole thing, you already know where I'm going, and I love that. We got a message. We got a message, guys. I'm going to read. Is it Malachi or Malachi? Malachi? Malachi. That's funny because I was, I was reading it, and in my mind I said, Malachi, Malachi. That's not, that sounds interesting. It should be Malachi. Okay, I'm going to read Malachi, which is the one before Matthew. So it's the last book of the Old Testament. If you go to Malachi 3... Three one it says it says Behold I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight behold he is coming says the Lord of hosts and then I'm gonna go to Mark Mark is after Matthew. I'm going to read Mark 1, the very beginning. Mark 1 says, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah, the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now, this is telling us about something or about somebody. And this is the second time that we read it in the Bible. Now, when you want to emphasize something, you say it usually more than once. When you want to emphasize something, you say it usually more than once. Now, what I just did, you will remember this part, because I already said it twice, and sometimes you can say it three times, four times, as many times, as much as you want this to be emphasized, and that you can understand, okay, it seems like this part is important, because he keeps saying the same thing once and twice and more times. Does that make sense? So, let's go to Matthew 1. So, these this other books that, we're, um, that we read, The Messenger. So, this messenger is going to tell us something. Preparing the way for the Lord. So, he's talking about Remember who? You know who the messenger was? Or he, what Isaiah was saying? Is it John? John the Baptist. John the Baptist, right? So he was saying, there's going to be this guy. He's going to give you a message. All right? Now, his message was that there was one sent from God to tell us something. So Matthew... Um, one, I'm going to start in the 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been 
betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. That's a nice guy. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Hold on, do you know what angel means? The word angel. It means messenger. Thank you. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they, will, and they, sh and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So, if we go to Luke 2, Luke, which is after, okay, hold on, I'm lost here. Is it after Mark? Thank you. Luke 2, okay, Luke, where is it? Luke 2. Seven, talking about Mary, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in a ooh, what is this swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. So, God is telling us something before, beforehand, before time, He told us, I'm going to send somebody that is going to show you the way. We're talking about communication here, okay? Don't forget that part. So he sent his message. And what's the message? The message is, guys, I love you. And the Bible says that God is love. And the message itself, this is kind of random, so pay attention to this part. Jesus he himself, he is the message. He is the code. Jesus himself is the code that was sent by God to us. Now, to understand the code, we need to have ourselves to speak the same language. And the language that God speaks is Jesus. So far, we have an answer back to God. We're just receiving. We're the receivers. He's the one that initiated this conversation. He sent us a message. The message is his son. And the son is telling us, I love you. I love you. I gave my life for you. I love you. From the, I, I always tell you this from the very beginning to the very end of this collection of books. God is telling, you, telling us, I love you. I love you. No matter what, I love you. And the language is Jesus. How do you think we can answer back to God and have that conversation? Yeah. Through Jesus. Now, if I told you something in Spanish, in order for you to engage that conversation with me. You have to answer back in Spanish. Otherwise, it's going to be a little bit tricky. 
right? So we need to answer back to God in the same language, Jesus. So for that, you need Jesus in your heart. You need his spirit to transform you. That's how you're going to understand. That is how you are going to understand. Only through his spirit. Even if you have good intentions, even if you try to behave as well, because remember that we have nonverbal communication, you, try, you can behave as well as you can. Guys, I did that. I was a very good boy. I behaved well. I said the right thing. But my heart was not conquered. I did not give my actual life to the Lord. It was just from the outside. Now, if you... Man, really, th this whole thing... I, I feel like this is such a... Woo, such a big subject. Because really, from the very beginning, God is telling us something. And it's so consistent. And He's emphasizing every single time the same thing. Jesus. Jesus. From the very beginning... That's why I feel like it's a little bit hard to put everything in one little word. Communication. That's, that's how I'm trying to express it. That really, from the very beginning to the end, you read it and you see the same thing. In John, um, I'm going to read really quick John 5. Let's go to John 5, 30. This is Jesus talking. He said, I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. You see, he's the message. Go back to 4.34, John 4.34. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. That's his whole thing. That was his main thing. He was sent to do what the Lord, what the Father told him to do. Now, remember, the message comes in a specific code. It comes in a specific way. And it has a specific tone. I'm talking about Jesus here, okay? I'm talking about Jesus. So, for this we need to analyze Jesus. Yes, I said the word analyze, to study Jesus. We can study Jesus in this collection of books. That way we'll, we'll understand, I love this part, we will understand what God is telling us. To understand what God is telling us, we can only do it through Jesus. And he's telling us, I love you. So, in order to do this, you need, you need to allow the message to be processed. Is that a word? Processed? Or processed? Processed. Processed. Processed by your heart. 
right? Have you ever done this? Somebody sends you a text and then you answer back the first thing that comes to your mind and they're like, oops, I already sent it. Ah, I didn't mean to say that. And then you're like, ah, my bad, I meant to say this or whatever. It happens. It happened to me. So we need to allow our hearts to process what the message is, what the code is, and then uncode the code. That's very smart. So in order to communicate with God, we need to answer back with the same code, in the same way, and in the same tone. With the same code, with the same way, and with the same tone. And what I'm saying here, guys, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about only praising God with our mouth, which is great. Let's do that. I'm not talking about praising God or answering God back, like expressing ourselves like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the actual message, which is Jesus and the way he lived. You know what the message back is? Yourself. You answer back to God with the way you live. Like I told my wife, I want to show you with my life that I love you. Because I could be telling her every single day, oh my goodness, I love you, you are so beautiful, and a bunch of stuff, and cheating on her. Having another girl, another person in my life, or even in my heart. You know what I'm going? It's our lives. That's the language. And that's the message back to God. We say to God, we love you by the way we live our lives. Now, let me go back again to what I just told you. You cannot, we cannot do it in our own. We need Jesus. Because that's the language that God speaks, Jesus. I know I'm saying this like three or four or five times. You know why? Because I'm emphasizing. I'm emphasizing that this is so important. We need to answer back in the same language with our lives. Now, not only that, right? Not, not, it, it doesn't stay there. It's actually an ongoing conversation. It's an ongoing conversation. So keep that conversation going. I'm going to tell you this. I, I hope you like this. I like this when I was doing this and God, I want to say God showed me this. God loves having a conversation with you. Isn't it that cool? My son, he's four now. And actually, now I can have a conversation with him, with a little girl it's still like, good morning, what are you doing today? Like, yes. I'm like, hey, baby, you're so beautiful. Like, yes. That's the way she communicates, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't speak baby y'all or whatever. I don't know, right? So, <laughs> um, but with my son, I can communicate now. And man, it's so fun. He's only four, and sometimes he tells me things, and I'm like, wow, that is awesome that you understand that. 
did you know that, well, this is what some people, and by some people I say, I say scientists, I don't have a paper to prove it, but you can do research. But I heard some people saying that by the age of two or three, your kids, hey, fathers and mothers here, your kids can actually read you. They can read you, man. And they're talking about your behavior. Even they know when they, hey, you want to go play? And you're, and you're all like, no, I'm busy. They know you're lying. Isn't it that scary? <laughs> so because we're communicating with them, but when I communicate with my son, man, I love it. And if God loves us more than we can love our children, I'm pretty sure, 100% sure, that he enjoys that conversation with us. And that is the language. That is his language. That's the way he expresses himself. And he loves it. Jesus. Oh man, he enjoys it. Communicating with us. Now, Jesus told us something. Jesus told us that, that he loved us with his own life. So we need to answer back the same way. I just said that a hundred times. I know that. That's fine. We just need to answer back the same way. And he told us a bunch of times in his, in his book, in his word, guys, one way that you can show me or that you can show that you love me, love one another. Let's love one another. And it doesn't mean hugging. I mean, it doesn't mean hugging. Yeah, you can hug. Be respectful when you give a hug. But it just means love one another. And I don't know if you found already a pattern in me, but when I come share with you guys here, but I always say that because I was somebody that hated people. I didn't like people. Just sin in my life. And that's a prayer in my heart, God. Just I want to love people. I want to see people see your love through my life. important thing is that you cannot do this on your own. I have already told you this. You need Jesus. You need His Spirit living in you. Okay? That's the only way you can do it. Guys, we are, you are the message. I'm going to share something with you just to... I'm finishing here. Um, I'm going to share something with you, and, and, and I'm not trying to show off. I know it's, it, the glory is for God, and, and it's a blessing to be used by the Lord in any way, whatever way. So I... Do you remember my friend, the one that came visit us, the soccer player, Agustin? Remember him? Yeah? Some of you met him. He's, he's Mexican. He, we grew up in the same town in Mexico. Um, I mean, we met when we were in, what would that be? Junior high, I think. Around, I don't know, 13 years or something. And he was like, hey, Agustin, how are you doing? Hey, good. We both play soccer. He's one year older, so he usually play in the next, I mean, with the older guys. But when I went to play professional in the same team that he was playing uh, with, we shared a room. We were roommates. Okay? 
So we were sharing a room. We, can you imagine? I mean, we were like, like brothers, basically. Okay? Living in the same room, sharing the same room, everything. And now, <clears throat> one day, he told me this. He told me, Ali, I want what you have. And I'm like, are you talking about money here or what is it? He's like, no, I, I want what you have. And I'm like, what do you mean? I can see it, bro. I can see the way you live. And not only that, but the way you express, the way you behave. You know there's people talking trash about you, and the only thing that I've seen from you is love towards them. He told me, why is that? I was like, wow. I never told him anything about God. And I told him, what you see is Jesus. He was like Catholic to the power of Catholic. Very Catholic guy. He was one of those guys that he would be like all the time doing this. And then he had a little, a little um, cross, metal cross that his mom or grandma gave him. So all the time he would be with one hand in his pocket because the cross wasn't in his pocket. He would be robbing the, the, the thing. So all the time and all the time and, and kissing it and, and doing the, the, the cross sign and stuff. And in the house, I mean, this house, it was a bunch of players, okay? So we have a lot of rooms and a bunch of players living in the same place. We had a, um, not me, okay? But they had a huge image of Mary, Virgin, uh, Virgin Mary, you know, in the Catholic Church in Mexico is a way like that. Every single time, guys, every single time before he left the house and, be, and, and when he came in right away, he would go to the thing and, and you know, do a, do a cross and then he'll do it himself a couple times. I mean, this guy, at least he was aware that there was something else than just us. Okay? And when he told me this, I was like, what you're seeing is Jesus. He's like, Jesus? Yeah. It's just Jesus. It's not Mary. It's not Joseph. It's not none of those guys that we love and respect and appreciate them because the Bible tells us things about them. And I'm pretty sure Mary was an amazing woman. I mean, there was a reason for God to choose her and say, hey, through you, I'm going to send my message. And he gave his life to the Lord. That's a blessing. And he was, guys, he was and he is transformed in a way that sometimes I'm like, how? It's only God. It's only the love and his spirit in you that can do that. There is another guy, too, that told me the same thing. He was like, why are you different? He came, I remember, that I was actually reading the Bible in my book, and he came to me and told me, why are you different? And I was like, what? Yes, why are you different? And I told him, because of God. He was like, I want it too. And I led him in prayer, and the next morning he came to me, and he was like, this is, it's been the best night ever in my whole life I slept like never before this guy God took him 
and put him upside down. He quit football. He quit soccer and went for missions. He texted me yesterday and told me, Lee, what are you doing the 21st of August? And I'm like, I'm going to be home. And he told me, I'm going to be ordained as a pastor in our church. Do you think you can come? And I'm like, of course. I'll be there, bro. I'll be there. That's what God does to you if you allow him to do it. It's Jesus. And I say that because, guys, listen to this. For so many years, I felt guilty because I wasn't one of those guys that stood up in front of everybody. Hey, everybody, bunch of sinners, snakes and spiders. That's who you are. You need Jesus. I respect people that do that. Hey, it's okay. Let's respect them, pray for them, and love them. But uh, it's not my thing. I, I don't know. I mean, if God calls me to do it, I mean, I hope I'm, I'm going to do it. But I've never felt that God is telling me, go and stand over there and pray and, and preach like that. Okay? But the way we live, we're telling other people too. We're telling Jesus. We're telling Jesus. When you go to the store, trust me, man, there is something about the children of God that people can see. It's not you. Don't take the credit. It's fine. It's better like that. Because sometimes we can change, really. And depending on the mood, we behave well or not. But Jesus is always the same. He's telling the same thing through you. Love. That's the message. And I hope you understand the message. And I hope you encode the message. And that you answer back with the same tone, in the same way. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your message. Thank you for your life. Thank you for giving yourself to us. Father, I pray that if anybody here, anyone here, hasn't understood yet who you are and what you're saying, that God, we... That your spirit work on us and makes us understand and encode that message and, and, and send you the message back with our lives by the way we live every single day, the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we, the way we express ourselves, the way we see people. Keep transforming our hearts. God, please keep working on us. And make us more like you. We love you, God. We praise your name when we honor you. With our lives. That's what we want. That's what we want, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. 
For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not understand or accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. He cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritual who is born of the Spirit of God. He who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no man. We understand these things by the Spirit of God. In Romans 8, he says, when we are adopted into God's family, you know what our first language is? Okay, how do we express that? Daddy, Daddy! You know what it really amazes me? That for so many years, I didn't do that. I called God, God, Father. My prayers were, oh God, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. But I, ne- I didn't call him, hey dad. I didn't have that relationship. But I called myself a Christian. I was a pastor's son in the church. But I didn't know him as daddy. Until one day the Lord revealed to me, Phil, you know who I really want to be in your life? Not just God and you my servant. Not the school teacher and you my pupil. I'm your dad. 1 Peter chapter 1. Be ye holy for I am holy. How will you be holy? Because you address him as father. You call him dad. Because that's who he is. Changes your whole life. If you've never called him dad, if you think he's too holy for that, or too high and too, somehow you just, you don't deserve that. Well, you're right. But he loves you so much. I've adopted our sons. And I'll never forget. This time, Michael and Lucas probably remember this. Katie and I spent a lot of time with them every other weekend for three months as we were going through the adoption process. And I remember one time, I don't know where Lukey went. Do you remember this, Michael? We were hanging out in the, in the pool in the hot tub in the hotel and we were having fun there and enjoying. And Katie looks at, at Michael and Lucas and she says, you know, you can call us dad and mom if you'd like. And Lukey, I think it was Lukey that said, not until the judge says so. But we like you. Remember that, Lukey? You said, not until the judge says so. That you can call us dad and mom. Yep. Why? Because it hadn't actually happened yet. It was in our hearts. We were working towards it. But it hadn't been done. The judge had not declared us dad and mom yet. My dear friends, the judge has declared it. The work on the cross is finished. 
The adoption process is done in Jesus Christ. And God wants to adopt us as his children. If you receive that adoption, the first thing you can legally say is, Daddy! Because you've entered that relationship and they've never called me Philip and Mom, Katie, since then. I mean, maybe for fun, but they call us Dad and Mom because that's who we are. And God wants that with every one of us. He wants that with you today. If you don't have that, come and find him. Those who seek him with a whole heart shall find him as daddy. Daddy. And that becomes the most precious thing in your life. What did he leave? I think I can. May I share this, Eli? I don't see him. I'm not sure where he went, so I'm going to share it. I met his friend, you know, the soccer player, when he was here. And when he told me the story of how Elite shared him, Jesus with him and led him to the Lord. What Elite didn't tell you is that many in that team came to the Lord through Elite's testimony and through his life. So many that he got fired. Yep, the coach said, out. You're destroying my team. I want the party boys. I want the people who are, they care more about football or soccer than anything else in this world. I want those men who this is their God. They'll give their lives for it. And this Jesus, it's not working out like that. He's transforming their life and he's, he's becoming their God. That's the transforming power of the gospel. That when you call him daddy, he gives to you. He gives it to me. And it changes the world. We don't have to stand on the street corner unless God calls you to do that. By this show, all men know that you're my disciples. If you what? Have love one for another. Have love one for another. Father, I just thank you for this powerful word. I thank you for your grace. Your grace that you give to us. Your divine, heavenly influence. Your communication of love to us. Not only have you preserved it in letter, but you give it to us in your spirit. And you do adopt us. And your adoption's real. I'm your child today. I wasn't before that. But when you adopted me, I became your child. You call me son. I call you daddy. You call us sons and daughters. I pray that you would continue to revolutionize our lives. Change us, transform us through this amazing, powerful love. Each one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, as Anthony announced, we'll be having a meal. Next Sunday we won't. Next Sunday we are going to do things a little bit different as well. Um, we will be having breaking of bread together, and it's for anyone who is adopted. It's, it's an experience of God's family. So if, if you want to come and share that with us, you've been adopted into God's family. Oh, it's wonderful to have that kind of fellowship together. And um, we uh, want to do that together with 
anyone who desires to do that. Uh, instead of having a sermon time, what we are going to do, because in the following Sunday we plan to have an ordination here where we plan to lay hands on uh, four men to become uh, deacons here officially. They've been serving this way for a year and a half already here, as I shared last Sunday. And then Brother Jason as a worship pastor, he leads us here in praise and worship. And he's been doing that faithfully for over a year, a year and a half or so. And um, and also Brother Kerry as youth pastor. And they they lead the young people and shepherd them. And, and so we want to do that, just make it official since we've been serving that way. Um, and so what we plan to do is we'll, we'll all seven of us here, we'll sit up front here. And we just want to engage you as a, as a church. Uh, you can feel free to ask any one of them questions. They'll take time to kind of share their heart with you uh, of the call that God has put in their life. Uh, and it's a time of communication, uh, like we heard this morning, of just that interactive communication. Uh, and we'll see where the Lord leads us. But I think it's important to do that, even though they've been serving that way for you know, uh, a, a long time. It's still good to communicate uh, with each other as a, as a church body. So uh, we plan to do that next Sunday. Uh, anything else? Any other announcements that we should make? Steve? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, June the 18th still. Uh, the song, uh, there's going to be a man by the sea inspiration. Ian Fort Collins. Uh, the evening of which robes on. The hymn, the Walker hymn singing. The Walker hymn singing yep. starts at 6 o'clock. Yep. It's in Windsor. Uh, or Fort Collins, I think maybe it's called Fort Collins there on Harmony. It's at the Walker uh, manufacturer. Uh, they make the Walker mowers. And their family puts on this outdoor hymn singing. And it's anyone is invited. It's a wonderful time. If you've ever been there, it's, uh, we've really enjoyed it. Um, they just they lead us in singing hymns. And I think last summer there must have been, when we were there, I don't know, Anthony, a couple hundred people there maybe. I think you were there, right? Oh, you weren't there? Uh, maybe it was Carrie. Carrie and Sarada that were there with us. Um, it's a wonderful time, so if you feel inspired, there's a, there's a uh, flyer on the back bulletin there of it. You can take a photo of it if you like. Any others? Anything else? Okay, let's rise to our feet then and, and pray and ask the Lord to bless this noon meal together in our fellowship in Him. Brother John? Thank you for the food that you have provided. I just pray that you will bless it to our bodies, and I just pray that everything we do and say would honor and glorify your name and that we would uh, be able to draw closer to you today, Lord. Just thank you for everything you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen.